0: All right, Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 109 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. I'm your host today, Julian Gill, obviously admin on the FAQ message board, and there's only two of us, Ken good to see you again it feels just like yesterday we were driving back from LA so uh, here we are again about to yeah, talk to about back. about to talk about LA so yeah. um, you know let's jump straight into tonight's topic um, it is tonight so it feels very strange to be taping at this hour when I'm usually asleep we're gonna do a recap of the LA Expo which um, for me it's the first one I've done in many years. In in fact, I think it's 1999-2000 with the last Expos that I attended, which was Indianapolis, Keith LaRue's um, shows. Since then, obviously I got married, I had a son, and since then I did not want to really be away from him. Now he's a teenager. I wanted to be away, uh, or I'm more able to be away. Um, He's uh, all grown up so i get i get to get back out there and do a few things what about you have you gone to expos in the past or was this a one-off since on the west coast i guess they don't do them as often as in the midwest and on the east coast
1: if there was an expo i think they have there was a california expo at one time i don't know how long ago now um it was but uh i think i i probably I don't know what happened at that time I, I think I probably had a conflict or something I couldn't go to that um, but uh, I knew about all the East Coast ones and and I was you know I was gonna go if possible uh, um, but East Coast was it's kind of a long way to go across all the way across east to you know, west to east and uh, I didn't know if I was gonna you know Spend the money to do it. So, I was hoping for one to show up, and hey, finally we got one, and I wasn't going to miss this
0: one. No, absolutely not. I mean, for me, Indianapolis has always been kind of my gold standard in expos because it's the only one I've ever been to, so I have nothing to measure it by. I know New York, New Jersey, does do a very good one. Um, Yeah. You know, and I, I was actually I think trading a few messages with Keith last week you know you know about what's going on with indie maybe this year but uh, it looks like touring is going to interfere interfere with that uh schedule so we'll have to wait and see i would uh, you know drop the dime in a minute to do indie again just because it was so much fun all those years ago so let's get into it i mean uh Obviously, for both of us, it was a kind of exciting thing to do. I I did a road trip. I do not like driving long distance. (laughs) And to get in the car and hit the I-5 down to L.A., you know, we had to be out early. And Mm -hmm. because we were both doing the meet and greet with uh, Peter, the private one, that evening, so we had to get down to Los Angeles quite early. I gotta say, I enjoyed the drive. It was over in a flash, which was quite amazing. Um, I'll 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 tell everyone straight up, you know, last week on the Kiss My Wax Facebook page, they were talking about, you know, how Tom had finally managed to get a copy of the Burns media rock and Roll Over radio special. Oh yeah. And that is what we actually listened to in the car going down. I had had it for quite a long time and never listened to it all the way through. And what does strike me about it is, number one, it is an extraordinarily good radio show. And there are bootleg copies out there um, that are not perfect sound quality, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because you're going to have to pay if you want to hear it. But, you know, we listened listen to that and, you know, it's interspersed with a lot of very, obviously, very good music from Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over. But the one thing that really struck me when we we're listening to that is Ace and Peter are absent. I mean, what did you get out of that radio show and uh, what did you think of it?
1: Well, yeah, I was I was happy to listen to it because uh, I had never heard it before, and uh, and I know I've been looking for it to to try to find a vinyl to uh, to to buy, and uh, it's 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 you know it's escaped you know my my chances, uh, and I think it's pretty darn it goes for a lot of money anyway. I don't know if I would pull the trigger and buy it anyway, but I'd never heard it before, so I was when you said hey we got this to listen to i thought oh, okay, this is gonna be good uh so yeah it was great it was great uh, a great uh, story the it's kind of qu- goofy too then they talk about the characters each character you know pussycat and all this kind of s- stuff like that but uh i, I really enjoyed it. the clarity of the the recording of it was, that was great and like you said there was no no ace no peter nothing no no interview uh it's all gene and paul i mean they're obviously even back then at that time running the show or the only ones that really want to go out there and uh, you know do the promotion part of uh, promoting kiss so
0: it was great you never know. There may have been a card game that night uh, that kept Ace from uh, participating. Yeah. You know, what I do right. love, and uh, I'll see if I can punch it in later, if I remember, is, uh, I think it's Susan Moano, is uh, Peter grassy thinks he's a real pussycat. You know, yeah. <laughs> he, he, actually, yeah, he actually thinks he's a cat. Uh, yeah. You know, and, thought, you know it, it was it's, a
1: little goofy, but it was good.
0: It's one of those things that, you know, obviously I've had for a long time, but I never got around to actually listening to it. And, you know, when we did listen to it, Ace and Peter, I mean, I would love to know what their side of the story is on that. If they even know it exists, if they even have Probably a memo enough. that, you know, we're going to be taping this radio special. But it was very well put together, all the stuff from New York. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, those New York accents from the Casablanca folk, you know, it, it really does yes. kind of bring it all back home to the East yeah. Coast side of things. So that That's was really nice. fun. The other fun thing was to torture you with 40 minutes of Elder rehearsals. And, you know, I'm, I'm just sitting there going, well, this is them working on the song as it develops. And, you know, each track is like a like a very minor development in that song. So, you know, I was like smiling, you know, then it gets to the end of it. And I'm like, okay, well, here's an unreleased instrumental. And, you know, you had to you had to pay a bit of pain to get to that point, didn't you?
1: Yeah, a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. Uh, it was interesting. I think I've heard some of them before, not all all that you played, but uh, it it was good. And you know what? We we talked over it. <laughs> we we were talking about uh, kiss subjects, and and we were talking about this podcast uh, and other stuff as we were. I was listening to it at the same time, um, so. Like you said though, that this is it must have been the fastest six hour trip that I've ever had going to LA. I mean it did not seem like I said it, like you said, it didn't seem that long. It it seemed like just two to three hours. It felt like it, we got down there so fast. Usually you're sitting in there it's like, uh when are we gonna get there? It's like, are we there are yet? We there? Are we there? Are yet? we there yet? Are we there? Yeah, are we there yet? Um, but it was, it was nothing like that. It Was the fastest trip. So it was very cool talking to you, throughout the whole, you know, time going down there. It, it was just it made the time pass really quick. It was, it was great.
0: Oh, good Lord, I didn't even get all the way through that playlist. I mean, that was just incredible. I had 16 hours of music queued up, and, you know, we get into, uh, L.A. and you know, we haven't even played much of it, mm, yeah. to be honest. I gotta ask you though, of what you did get to hear, any favorite?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, uh apart was... from the
0: conversation that went to the effect of Paul singing way too high, even on that demo.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, those <laughs> demos, uh the the crazy night stuff. Uh that was that was cool actually hearing it uh more raw and uh and not so polished uh it would have been much better but there was a couple of cases where he he was still singing uh, a little bit too high you know range there but uh yeah i think that was kind of the best part um I, you did a little revenge too right uh
0: do you want to touch me now the uh, yeah that the, instru- um, the instrumental i mean it's really a bit you know down it's it could... kind of blah
1: yeah it was all right um but I thought it was kind of cool. It was a cool song, and I think we, when we were talking, you said it doesn't really fit in with the Revenge, other Revenge songs on there, and I, I get where you're coming from, but uh, who knows, it, it might have been interesting to have the vocals with it and see how it turned out. Yeah, it would have been interesting to have real
0: vocals with it, not Paul Stanley's scat vocal tracks, which there are plenty mm. of from Revenge. So that's him working out his, his melody lines for people who, who haven't heard. A lot of these do circulate and that you are able to go out and find maybe on YouTube. Um, so we get into Los Angeles at lunchtime. Yeah. Um and where do we park? Right in front of Conway Studios, which you know, I get my phone, I'm like, Conway, Conway, what the hell is that? I need to look it up on the FAQ. And obviously, Monster and Peter Chris's "Let Me Rock You." I mean, what a what a kind of a coincidence that you're showing up for a Peter Chris. Yeah meet and greet and expo appearance and you park right in front of where he recorded what to me is his last real solo album afterwards chris is a band um, right. let, let me rock you as a real solo album i i don't really want to kind of think about what one for all is um but let me rock you has a special place in my heart because i think it's a really good album number one has some excellent tracks on it it you know possibly hasn't dated particularly well but to end up right in front of that studio was very cool and a a good start to a very fun weekend
1: yeah that was that was very cool i i mean i look up you know we get out of the car and and look up we're looking at you know the different you know buildings and what's what's here and there and and uh there are a lot of studios in the area, but yes, we parked right in front of Conway. I looked at oh and and you said, wait a minute, didn't we and then I started thinking about it. Oh yeah, yeah, I think KISS did something there or you know, something like that. And we both took pictures of the uh the uh, actual uh you know, Conway Studios uh um, what do you want? It was painted on, I think, the side of the the wall there though the name of the studio so but that was kind of weird in the way that we ended up right there but that was cool too to see that
0: so this is kind of neat from uh i I guess a visitor's perspective to los angeles Mm. that there are so many kiss related landmarks in that city there are so many music related landmarks that it, you know, if you, if you have the time to go, I mean, we didn't even go to any of the clubs. I mean, along the strip, we didn't get to, you know, Whiskey Starwood Rainbow, any of those sorts of places. And the city just oozes music history, you know, from from our era, I guess. Which, you yeah. know, when we're just touching on a little Peter Chris recorded, "Let Me Rock You" or someone let me rock you at that studio, it's like. Well, what about the rest of the history of the city? So, very neat Mm -hmm. from that perspective. So, we hung around for a little bit, and Friday evening was the Peter Chris meet and greet. So, we headed over to Rally Studios for that first one, and you sign and get through the gate, and go to. I think it was in the chapel. I don't remember the exact name of the actual mm. venue but up the stairs and you go and it's a little like almost a private cinema in, in a way that's yeah. a k- kind of downward facing step stairs, uh, grabbed a seat told, not allowed to sit in the front row, that's reserved for our celebrities. And I just kind of looked at them and said, well. We didn't know who. I, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Julian. <laughs> you know, so grabbed a seat on, uh, on the end and they actually turned out to be very good seats. It went for everything that came later. But I, I think what was really cool was Peter was held up in traffic. You know, here, here's like an Ace Frehley story. Peter will be here people are starting to filter in I think 65, 75 people turn up and they announce you know, Peter's just a little bit delayed Um, I chimed in, I think uh, that they should probably queue up one for all to play for us while we wait but uh, it it, it never did come out Uh, what do you think of the guests who showed up because I don't think Peter knew that John 5, Rob Zombie, Stephen Athler I think Rob's wife were going to show up
1: yeah, that was that was really neat. Um, uh, they came in from the kind of the behind the stage, the side door behind the stage, and and came walking out like that looks like that's wait a minute that's Rob Zombie, <laughs> and then here comes the other guys and and John Five and then uh, then and then you know S- Stephen Adler comes out. Well, I think it was the was he the last one that came out.
0: Yeah, he was uh, the last one. That, he's like, thank you so much for coming to see me tonight. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he was, he was hilarious. Um, so that was kind of a surprise. And then we realized, okay, yeah, that's why the front row was, <laughs> we couldn't sit in the front row. So it's celebrities. And we're not. And the kid. Uh, what was his name? James, I think? Oh, the kid. Yeah, I think it was James. Uh, the kid who plays drums, and uh, he's in a band. And um, Oh, yeah, and then, well, you, you can go on with the story there.
0: Uh, can can I? Uh, a young, I th- I believe he was uh, prematurely born and went through hospital and everything started playing drums and had been influenced by his father's love of kiss. So they had him there when Peter did um, show up, he came out and they introduced this young man to um, to Peter got a massive hug. He told Peter about his story. And it, it was really, really touching. Um, very cool to see such a young, you know, kid. explaining to peter how important peter was to him and his father so you've got the generate the cross-generational bond again that so many people represent in kiss audiences doing it for peter and peter was really touched and you know it, it, it was very cool from that perspective uh so they you know they were front of the queue to go in for the meet and greet afterwards but you know what was really neat was you know rob zombie has plenty of you know kiss connections obviously back with i think it was the 2006 rock honors he was part of the band that did "God of thunder with ace so uh john five who was there um you know while we were also waiting in, instead of playing one for all he did a kiss trivia section you know he just got it got his phone out and started googling kiss trivia and throwing out questions to the audience which I got to say, I did atrociously on some of them, I was rather embarrassed, so, um, you know, a, a lot of people were, you know, bang on with the, the correct answers. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the the most important thing, well, uh, just one more thing on John Five is obviously he has done some work with Peter Chris on some new music that's been spoken about over the past probably five years or so. Um, done guitar work. And what was mentioned when Peter came out was that Peter brought the music with him. So, okay. you know, from someone who always likes new kiss related music, regardless of what we ultimately review it as, you know, it's give it to us. I'm I'm like, hell yeah. I'll, I'll take a, yeah. a, a Peter Chris rock album any day of the week because of his voice. Uh, he's got a great rock and roll voice yes. in, in a Bob Seeger vein. Well, so just lay it out there and to know that he brought music with him is just I, I think absolutely fascinating who knows what will possibly come of it if anything Peter may never get to the point where he's ready to release it or feel that it's worthy of release maybe he's just doing it for himself but just to know that there is a grain of hope Yes for new yes. music from the Catman was very appealing to my ears
1: yeah now, I'm looking forward to it if he if he ever gets it out. Um, I'm hoping you know that uh, these these demos or whatever he had he brought with him uh, to, for John five to hear uh, that that they actually say, okay well now let's let's actually do something with them and maybe you know start recording you know some final you know turn them into real songs and make an album out of it
0: yeah and that's what i don't know what the state is because i i was under I the don't. impression that john five had worked with peter already and maybe he's wanting some overdubs i believe richie Scarlet laid down bass for that um mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. who knows I, it, it's a distinct possibility we'll mention a little bit more about that as we get into yeah. the meet and greet itself but john obviously played um and wrote on Paul's Live to Win, I believe, so okay. you know it's a very incestuous family, the kiss family. you know they do like to work with a lot of the same guys. so um, do you remember any of the song titles yet? I remember hard knock rockers, which is
1: or hard knock rockers or hard hard rock knockers, something like that. It yeah. was one of them uh, he mentioned, um and then there's another one I do not remember, but it was a is another innuendo. Type song title, um, because he he said that those titles uh, a couple of them right after I met him. Because I asked him, and I know we're going to get into this real soon, but I had told him, I said, I'm looking forward to hearing your, your, you know, the rock music that you were working on. And he goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, and he goes. Yeah, I brought. He said, "Yeah, I brought the songs for you know John, John Five to listen to or whatever." And I thought, "Oh, okay." And then he he rambled off the couple of song titles, and one of was hard rock knockers or hard knock rockers, something like that. And the other one, like I said, I, it slipped my mind now. I can't remember it, but uh, so that was very cool to hear that he's. It sounds to me like he's gonna do something with this music.
0: Oh, I hope so. I think one of the other ones may have been uh walk on water or something to that effect. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so who knows? Um, but, you know, everyone out there, Peter Chris, new music, possibility, who knows? We'll see. Let's get into uh, meeting Peter. I ended up in a really good seat, I gotta say. Uh, we got there early and I just plopped myself down on the end of the row when I overheard them saying no one in the front row. And second row? seat, you know, I get to stretch out my arthritic leg. I was happy. And we get to the meet and greet. Um actually, you know, Peter Chris, we, we played a vi- they played a video a oh, uh, testimonial right. video really, which started out with a little bit of documentary about him and it showed, obviously, a very, very good nineteen seventies drum solo. Nothing anyone's not seen before. Mm. Um, but it had been put together and Gigi had gone around a whole bunch of personalities and oh god, who 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 were some of these people? Uh <laughs> I'm to remember. well it was some of the guys that are already there. Uh,
1: um, you know, like Steven Adler and and some others, and I'm trying to remember the other guys that were there. Um, there was a guy from Nate Morrison, uh, the, from, the Voice. Yeah, there was a guy Nate. from the Voice, right? Um, and uh, God, I can't remember them all right now. I'm trying to recall them. I'll probably think of them later. But uh, yeah, they they had a, a number of celebrities, uh, or drummers. Uh, the guy from uh, Dream Theater, drummer for Dream Theater, is another one. Um, so yeah, they had a bunch and they all had something to say about peter that you know He was a very big influence on them on uh, On their drumming uh, or getting them into drumming or they got into kiss or whatever. He was the drummer That that it was he was their ringo Uh, one of them said I believe so, Yep. And Cor-
0: yeah, corky and- corky lang from uh Mountain right right. Yeah, that's right. He was very cool
1: um, and then, uh, but like you said, they were playing the other videos, uh, some it, for, you know live stuff from, I think the one from Catholic, you know, the, the real old <laughs> concert, uh, the black and white one, uh, which is a single camera shot. But the, the really the good one was as they played a long drum solo of Peter Criss, 1976. And from what I could tell. Well, I I believe, believe it was '76 because it looked like his '76 costume, uh, based on what how it goes over the shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, kind of the point,
0: you know. I think that was Detroit.
1: Uh, yeah, and yeah, it was probably Detroit. So, uh, and I just just watching that, he was so on, and you know, he he was the at the height of his skills, I think, at that time, and you could tell, and he was just totally in sync with his drums and it was it was awesome to see that and i think everyone clapped after that part of the video uh oh, ended. It was great. I, I mean
0: we were sitting in what was essentially a small theater and it was pretty loud and it was you know projected up on a, a decent sized screen so i mean it was bombastic it was you know you felt very sure. close to it and peter you know had a tear he was very emotional he did a brief q a derek and i think rob introduced him um and then he did a, a brief q a with uh derek who was uh, the organizer of the expo yes and and one thing that struck me throughout was mortality that peter was kind of looking yeah. back on you know what he had accomplished and the theme was what we leave behind and it applies to any of us in whatever we do whether we're artists musicians family people whatever it's it really had kind of almost a morbid tone to it you know that i i could be gone tomorrow and what do i leave behind and all these folk who come up on the screen you know saying very nice things about him obviously It, it it touched him in a way that left him that very concerned about what he leaves behind and yet peter chris's legacy is secure you know, there is oh, yeah. there is no debate on Peter Chris and his prime and what he accomplished and wh- and what he has done. So that that was really, you know, nice to see, but also somewhat melancholy. That you know, by the time he completed what he was saying and went back into the back room uh, to mm-hmm. prepare for all of us to come through and get our photos and do all that stuff, you know, it it really kind of had you thinking about him.
1: Yeah, he he said things like I'm not getting any younger. I'm, you know, he, he said 70, though so I what I believe he's 71 or something that, but he he, he maybe stopped at 70. But uh, yeah, and he he was talking about his legacy. But you know, it's better to get all those videos, of all those people, and see those videos while you're alive rather than. You're gone, and they're start, then they're talking about you after the fact. So uh, uh, he, he's still got, hopefully, he said he hopes he has a couple, you know, 20 more years in him, and it sounds like he's going to try to get out more. Um, and I think that's part of, partly due to Gigi, I think, is getting him, pushing him to get out there more. And I think he's more with uh, peace with himself because he was saying, you know, it's not worth it to get angry. Uh, anymore at things, you know, it's just not worth the time to get angry, and uh, this is one of the things he said during his uh, little chat. So it was, it was great.
0: So kudos to Gigi Chris for, you know, number one, I've spoken to her a fair bit over the years trying to get Peter for an interview, unsuccessfully, for a book, um, and that's all fine. I, I have no bitterness in that. I understand his, you know, point of view and their point of view for not wanting to do unofficial books um, and that's perfectly fine but she is definitely a protector and that is one of the things that he really did mention uh, to us that you know sometimes people call her names because she stands as the gatekeeper like Gandalf in the Hobbit movies you will not pass (laughs) you know so you know thank god he's got a Gigi someone who is looking out for his best interests, who knows him better than anyone else and will take care of him and not let you through to him if she doesn't think he's gonna be presented in the best way possible or taken care of in a respectful manner. So I don't have any problem with that. I thought it was very cool that she went to these lengths to reach out to these artists and put together this this video. So that was very cool. So let's jump into going back and meeting him. Um, I think Mm -hmm. I was probably the fourth or fifth person who went through, they had the the young kid and the celebrities go through. And a couple of folk managed to jump ahead of me. Bastards. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we go back, and they've got um, a lady who'd worked at NAM the week before, so, uh, industry person who says, This is what you're going to do, this is how it's going to work. Have all your items ready, get your poster out, and I had a poster that I was going to have him sign, uh, you know, have it already, I was getting a couple of picture discs out of a, a package so that they would lay them out on the table, you would go into the room, you'd get to talk to Peter briefly, um, line you up against the wall and take a photograph with you, he'd sign your stuff and out you'd go next person comes in, I go in. And I'm like, Peter, I, I went pure fanboy. I've met him before. I've met the guys from bands before. It should be no big deal. But after coming off him talking about mortality, I got a bit choked up. I got to say I I go in there. I'm like, Peter, all I got to say to you is thank you so much for what you've done in music, the music that you've given me as a member of KISS. And that's all I really remember saying. And I completely mumbled it all in... Uh, in my haste really and then i stepped around the table to take my photo with him he's like oh whoa whoa whoa." you let me stand up first you know and we we get the picture and anyone who's on facebook and has seen my picture i've got a massive cheesy grin on my face i mean it's absolutely it sums up my feelings that were going on right then and there that words will not do enough to justify it was he was awesome he was so freaking humble and down to earth Mm -hmm. and he was so appreciative and I didn't want to ask him any questions I had nothing to say to him other than thank you very much I I didn't want to try and get some piece of knowledge that's been bugging me for years and uh, let me tell you I've got a fair few I would love to have some time with Peter to ask regardless of whether he could remember so we do the picture and then I you know Gigi sitting beside him and you know I wanted to thank her as well you know Mm -hmm. all those times we spoke and again being the gatekeeper i wanted to you know just express a little appreciation to her you know and you get a massive hug from peter chris holy shit i was not expecting that i wasn't expecting him you know put his arm around me and take a picture and give me a hug and Gigi gave me a lovely hug and Mm -hmm. then i'm picking up my stuff at the table and it's like oh my goodness me i'm you know, twelve years old again. I've just met a star. I mean, how you were standing there waiting. You were next up in line. I mean, I don't know how I to look from, your, from you. your perspective.
1: <laughs> no, I was watching you. You were uh, really kind of t- well, not intense, but you were you are getting into it. And uh, I think he was talking about you know, or they talked about him you know uh, beating you know defeating you know uh, breast cancer. Mm. And you had mentioned something to him about the cancer, too, as 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 Peter being a role model, you said something.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that. that, That's right. That was my last thing that I said to him. I I said I wanted to thank you for raising awareness awareness of male health issues and having the bravery to step out and uh, admit that you had male breast cancer, which, you know, you've got to have a massive brass pair to go out and say, I have male breast cancer. I mean, mm-hmm. we always hear about women cancer issues and we respect and acknowledge them and do everything that we can to help the fight against them. And I, I told him, men, we try and be tough guys and we ignore it. And he's like, you cannot ignore it. You have to go to the doctor. And if you don't believe him, you've got to go to another doctor and another until you're certain. So. You know, by then, his uh, handlers were kind of like pushing me along to the side, you know, next, you know, the next person's helping. But he was talking, and I wasn't going to walk off in the middle of Peter Chris talking about something that's become very important to him. So, you know, that was very cool. I, I have one of my items here. Obviously, I mentioned the picture disc, but I got my uh, Kisteria box set.
1: So the poster came with the cafeteria. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's nice.
0: the first album promo poster that they put together. I had uh, Peter sign that, and I gotta say, his uh, signature is absolutely fantastic. Early on in these signing sessions, uh, he signed a lot of shit. He oh, okay. totally did that. So let's get into you meeting him. How did that go?
1: So after you finally got out of the way, <laughs> <laughs> and they allowed me in. Uh, no, I, 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 well, firstly, firstly, when we were in the line, right before we get into that part, they were giving out the uh, our posters. Oh, that's so right. Yep. They gave, yeah, they gave this poster, and who Peter Chris had already pre-signed that um, ahead of time. So that's that's very cool. Um, you know, I was there. and... He signed it, so that was good to get that. It's a good, it's a nice quality poster. So. Um,
0: yeah, it's a, it's it's on very good quality paper. He flew oh. on, on January the 26th, I believe, and that evening he signed. I, I think they did 85 of those. I, I think I overheard them Sounds saying, right. um, "You know, a few extra other than the 75 people who were expected for the meet and greet." And nice poster.
1: Yep. Yeah, so that was cool. So I get in there. And the first thing I turned the corner he's right there uh, I think he just got done with you yes and so he got up stood up <laughs> stood up and I, I went to shake his hand if I thought, you know you know hey Peter and he goes he goes give me a hug and he he just wrapped all right you know it was a nice you know good hug we had there uh, so that was great and uh, and then he got to signing my thing. That's when I asked him. Uh, I, I, like I said before, I, I said, you know, you know, thank, thank you for all the, for you know, all the music that you've uh, given us. And then I, and then that's when he, uh, then I said, uh, he said, yeah, well, it's all because of you, you know, fans, you know, I wouldn't be nothing without you fans. And then I told him, or asked them about the, the, you know, the new rock music that he was. Had been working on it, and that's when he told me the couple song titles and said that he was going to, you know, bring that to John 5 to listen to. Um, so the couple things I got signed, one of them I put away. already. So I got the uh, my promotional uh, 78 uh, Peter Chris solo album signed. That's one of them. Then I got, uh, uh, this is a photo of one of the, my Kiss Army packages signed. This photo here nice. that came in. I think I still have tape on the back from when I had it taped up to my wall or something at one time.
0: I'm hoping to get this one yeah. signed on Saturday. Oh, awesome!
1: Oh, I should have gave you one of my things anyway. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, and then this other one's another one from another. Oh, uh,
0: that is a fantastic! I mean, that is just classic.
1: Behind the drums, uh, and look at yeah. that
0: autograph! I mean, these early yeah. autographs that he did are absolutely brilliant.
1: So those are the things that I got signed. So I was, you know, happy about that. Um, and then, you know, they took the picture, you know, right. I think after the hug, they give us, they, they do the picture and we took the picture and then they did the sign signing. And I think Gigi said to me, uh, do you want any of them, uh, you know, addressed, you know, to your name or anything? Okay. And then that one picture, uh, the one of them, it says to Ken. So, uh, so I'm glad you said that because I probably would have done that otherwise. Um, and then they, then they, they're ready to yeah, they're ready to shuffle you out and then, you know herd you off, herd you off like cattle, you know, and get you get you moving along. It's for the next guy because it's going to take a while to get all those people through. But it was it was a great experience to uh, finally meet him because that was the first time for me.
0: Wow. First time. And and. Yes, even though, you know, they kind of heard you off at the end, it wasn't rushed.
1: It wasn't it, too bad. It's not like how they did, uh, let me, as an example, uh, back in uh, the Live 3 meet and greet, uh, where Peter, you know, you know the, the Revenge Era lineup, not Peter, but Revenge Era with Eric Singer and Bruce Kulik, uh and that thing man, they were like, move, 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 you know. You, you couldn't get a word, I got a couple words in with, only with Eric Singer on that one, really. Uh, it was so fast, It's like, was oh, God, that was not the greatest experience, but at least I met them and shook, shook their hands real quick, you know, shake your hand next, shake your hand next, you know, kind of thing. So, anyway, yeah, it was much better than that. They didn't, you know, you didn't feel rushed, you know going out
0: of there. Yeah, you didn't come out of it thinking that was the best 10 seconds of my life.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, you know, certainly not uh, shortchanged by any means. So we met up afterwards and we went back around and upstairs to see, you know, number one, if we could connect with any people and see if anyone wanted to do anything after the fact. But, you know, it it was a very slow process, uh, especially for those people in the cheap seats up at the back who were tardy, you know, to kind of hang around and wait. Um, you know, one of my criticisms of the event would have been that it would have been great to have like a show playing and on that big screen while people waited, yes. um you know, some music, something. I mean, it was great that everyone was interacting and it was, you know, very cool to meet people. You know, what the hell? I mean, when I sat down and turned around, I, I mean, i when I quipped, you know, let's you know, queue up one for all, you know, there was an mm-hmm. Aussie guy behind me, James, you know, here's to James, yes, you know, yeah. I'm like, whoa. You're James. Hey, I brought a record for you, you know, handed him over the uh, the Hard Luck Woman single from Germany, uh, you know, a Facebook transaction. You know, so there, there were a lot of people. You got to interact with people who was sitting next to us. Uh, Carol Rockhead mm-hmm. runs a great, you know, blog, does a lot of the events. So Carol's Rockhead blog, uh, check it out on Facebook. You'll get the link to it and his, uh, I believe, wife, uh, Marina Hendricks. You know, so there, there were people who I recognize looking back up through the audience, and I'm so bad at names, so I do apologize. I forget a lot of your folks' names, but you know, a, a Dan. That that, that that's where yes. we hooked, hooked up with Dan, and yeah. you know, after the fact, uh, we got together with him in the bar back at the Hollywood Historic, the Edmon, um, which was yes. a, a grab some dinner, and he came over, and we had some drinks. And got the first viewing of the i video so dan you're very special yeah. you, you got to watch that in the bar while we had some drinks that night but you know the meet and greet i think was worth every cent there are some things that i would do a little bit differently i would uh you know again i would I would show some um uh, video while everyone waits place play up some music maybe put on some rare stuff Uh, For people to not really get a Mm -hmm. chance to try and bootleg, it's just not going to be good enough quality. And same with the video. So you know, hopefully the video that they showed for Peter, the testimonial video, will show up on YouTube, or they'll you know release it right um, on there. Because you know, it it was fun. It wasn't too deep. It wasn't complex. It wasn't anything other than nice and respectful of Peter. I think I'd also change, and, and we talked about this more in the context of the actual expo itself the next day, which we'll move on to in a moment. Mm-hmm. Is at this point they should have been handing out autograph books, so that you could. Oh yeah. Remember the seventies, how you used yep. to be and and sixties <laughs> for that matter, you used to be able to You're buy like so a little four by six size or yeah. you know three by three or four by four square book yeah. with the LA Expo you know just like the poster on the front cover of it it. i mean come on you could have gotten rob uh, john five rob zombie steven adler autographed in there from the event i mean it could could have been kind of cool from that perspective yeah memento you know just like in the old days so you know those are a couple things that i think any expo organizer could possibly think about doing it doesn't cost much to have little booklets made up with a nice cover for with your expo artwork and just somewhere for people to sign. You can take notes as well on it. I mean, Ken sure. could really have used one to have written down those song titles, especially that third song exactly. which you still can't remember. Um, because fuck yeah, I I didn't even ask about new music, did I? You know, I was just all fanboy at that point. So um Dan, you're out there get in touch because it'd be great to see you again if if we're yeah. ever able to. That was a real fun evening at the historic didn't stay a plate. Early start the next day. So let's get into the expo, which was Saturday. And obviously we're up early because doing a dealer table is something I've never properly done before. I think I had a table at Indy. I don't remember it so long ago. It may have been Mike had a table and I was just carpet bagging on it. Um, <laughs> I know I made up some Kiss FAQ booklets way back then. So we get there. I think we're the second in line behind a U-Haul and in we go uh, they haven't even opened up yet they say it's uh it's eight o'clock not seven they're all wrong so hanging out i i gotta say those guys who we were with the first people going in that is one of the most horrible kiss stories i've ever heard that uh, one of the main dealers um of merchandise at the expo was a brother who had lost his brother and they had collected a massive collection together and now that his brother had passed on, he essentially wanted it gone, except for some, you know, stuff of uh, deeply personal value. So, yeah. you know, the one main seller ended up being the one main seller. Of the vendor um, mm. had had an atrocious story attached to it, and I, I was very touched by that. I mean. I, I I can't fathom what it means to have had that growing up and to get to that point and to want to sell off a collection like that. But uh it was pretty heavy. So Yeah, it was it was I'll
1: just say it was it was a huge collection. now it was it was mostly what he was selling is mostly the Spencer stuff. Um uh but uh, he did have some cool stuff. He had shirts too, and some other things. And he had all the, you know, the busts. Uh, he had the slippers. He had the, the 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 dolls. The action figure. I mean, he had all that stuff. All right. And uh, and you know, I got, I think his brother was a big collector. Now he did have that Love Gun Standy. Yes. Original Love Gun. You know, the full size figures of the of Kiss. From the love gun cover which was cool i think he did finally sell it to somebody uh but he, you know someone would have to come back in a truck or whatever that <laughs> it's not gonna fit in a little economy car or anything like that so uh it was cool he i asked him i said uh so it's mostly newer stuff and he said yeah he's he's just keeping the the real vintage stuff he didn't bring out he's just getting the the newer uh kiss merchandise to, you know sell that off
0: yeah so so I mean we got got to choose where the Kiss FAQ booth was going to be. Mm. You know, I walked around that room. I'm like I want that spot there, you know the power plug and somewhere for me to put my key lock on for the laptop. I mean, that that was all I cared about. I, I didn't want to be next to the electrical block. I mean, when people came through that front entrance, they were going to see the FAQ banner anyway and either say, I'm not going into that fucking corner of the room or, ooh, I might go there later. So it was going to be 50-50, black or white. You're either going to come over and say hello or are you are going to avoid me like the plague. Um, so I think we had the booth set up in you know 20 minutes it really didn't really take didn't take that long i mean it came down with uh i think 75 books total and that was all i was doing i i mean i have boxes over to my right here of i've got two boxes of magazines and books i've got a box of cds and then i've got five boxes of lps behind me that i was gonna do that and, would have
1: sold though that uh, would have sold
0: yeah i mean I think. Ag- again one of the criticisms of the expo <laughs> is that there weren't enough vendors And you know, classic merchandise. My CDs go, you know, they're all Japanese and Euro and bootlegs. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know about that. I think people would have really liked them. The magazines are all Euro and Japanese, so Mm -hmm. they they would have done. I'm pretty sure they would have done well. Plus the rock ones uh, mixed in, and of course the LPs are primarily Alive and Elder, but you know, some good Peter Christ stuff mixed in. You know, I I think I could have done well, and I'll hold on to those in hopes of a future expo event where I can, you know, drop ship them to a location and actually go out into a table. So Tim shows up at eight and Mm -hmm. immediately put him to work signing books. The first thing I really wanted to do was get him to sign all the books that we had with us so that when people did hopefully come to our booth, that we could uh talk to them rather than sit there signing them and you know kind of half listening half focusing on and doing a signing so that we've got everything signed and also in case there are any leftovers so that we've you know it's it's all taken care of we're all done and it it was fantastic to reconnect with tim you know i haven't seen him in years we went to paso robles years ago and met up there was the first time everything else has been online so as two guys have, who have done, obviously, the Gene Ace Peter Paul book and the Odyssey one, it was great mm-hmm. to be in person, shake hands, and, you know, do the, do the in-person thing. Um, just lost my notes, so where the hell am I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the expo was more about just promoting the books. So if anyone was wondering why I didn't have merch it was about the books and you know the ones that tim was a co-author on and the one that you know both of them i'm basically the co-author to tim on i have no no embarrassment um, um you know admitting that one thing i wanted to point out to people is if you did buy a hardcover of odyssey or the gap you should probably look inside because we did do a uh there's money in there oh no. Okay. no 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 money we did do a or, you know, printed out a 4x6 of uh, Nils's original, um, like, demo artwork with a mm-hmm. hand-signed thank you on that. And there's only 16 hardcovers of Odyssey and, I think, 8 of Gap. Gap has its original artwork with Tim's name on it as well. So, you know, look, look in there. So... You know, number one, I I think the most important thing I want to mention from the expo day is thank you to everyone who stopped by the KISS FAQ booth. We had a hell of a lot of people come by and say hi. Some, you know, said I'm so-and-so on the FAQ message board, Harley Quinn. Thank you very much for coming by. (laughs) It was an absolute pleasure to meet you. Uh, I did come face-to-face with a band member of the board or former member of the board. And we're both still here. It is a board realities And you say
1: banned not banned as in rock band you're saying banned as in gone
0: as ban hammered so <laughs> okay former member of the board so someone who i have yes. banned or who asked to be banned i think is more appropriate right. in this case <laughs> it has to be um, banned. you know it, it is number one that person went to a peter chris expo you know, so real life is very different than how we experience things online, necessarily. On. And I got to say, everyone who I met who I recognize either from my Facebook page or from the FAQ message board was absolutely awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. w- one of the high points of the day for me was Mark Cicchini and Tommy Summers. Three sides mm-hmm. of the coin. I mean, these guys came over, introduced themselves. Obviously, I didn't know who they are. And yeah. You know, they're like long lost brothers, it's like shake a hand and I could sit down in a bar and talk KISS and music with these two guys any day of the week. There's no stress, there's no drama, there's no nothing, you know, it's like that whether you do a podcast or don't do a podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it doesn't matter, at the end of the day we're all KISS fans and when we meet, we should all be able to do that. I mean. I want to get your perspective on the on the booth. I mean, how was it? you were you know giving me a lot of very useful assistance, and I do appreciate it and want to give you a shout out right now, Ken. You know thank you very much for all the help you gave us at yeah. the stand it It was very cool to have you there, even if you uh did go out and buy the cool shit first.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I did, so yeah uh, even though I wasn't allowed to handle money transactions <laughs> uh, it's probably a good idea. I maybe my math's not as good as yours but um, yeah so what happened is it was good. it was fun it was fun helping helping set up the, your your table and you know get the books out and get them stacked up and get them ready for um, Tim to sign and it was nice meeting Tim uh, who I've never met or talked to at all uh, before uh, but it's nice to you know see the other half that was you know right you know write, help writing those books. And Putting all those interviews together. So that was really cool uh, But be- right before they let everyone in I decided to look, you know Walk around to the other tables just to see what's out there. But again, th- there wasn't much there was another table that had magazines some CDs and whatnots. Um but then the guy had had a Whole ton of the Spencer stuff and, you know the guy who lost his brother and mm-hmm. but it was a lot of stuff I mean it, it was a full you know Trailers worth of uh, of stuff on that one, and then he had uh, Ken you know Ken Kelly on to the right of us with his artwork and and, and so on. But when I went around, I said, well, I'm just going to look around and, and take a look at some. So I decided to get a couple things before they were gone because I thought, oh, these are cool. These are things I you know I want. So one of them was the uh, I picked up the Kiss, <laughs> Japanese uh, Kiss Chikara. Um, cd the thing is it's it actually was signed already by bruce Kulick. he had already signed it um not here i think he had signed it at another somewhere else at some other time and someone got him to sign it so that was cool to get that and then this one uh uh kiss me stefano of the park magazine which i always wanted never had it never bought it on ebay uh, but it was there, one copy, and I was like, "Okay, it's time. I gotta get it now." Uh, so to go with my magazine collection, I don't have every magazine. I just have certain magazines. But this is one of the ones I I really wanted to you know to have in my collection.
0: That's in my box right here that I was going to bring down. Mine has slight water damage. It was going to go for twenty but <laughs> Twenty bucks is what yeah, I was going to ask for. I probably would have bought that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little fluffy, but you know that Shikara CD. I was like. Ah! I just sold one. I mean, what the hell am I thinking? You know, I I was there only to sell. Um, It it, it strictly is, you know, when I'm doing a booth, I got to keep my mentality in that I am here on business rather than I am here on fun. So people can walk into the expo. Mm -hmm. um, On the, you know, the right-hand side is the registration desk where they're giving the lanyards out and I I guess taking people's money for walk-up tickets. And then right next to them... Oh God! Who was next to them? I, I was think... it
1: Paul? Uh, or, or you know, the Paul? Was it Paul or, or in Kito?
0: Oh yeah, Moose. Yeah, Moose. Yeah, Moose. Moose yeah. was right, right at the door with his with his books, and then was uh, Bruce Gillick with his lovely wife Lisa. Well, there, there
1: was a yeah between Moose and Bruce. There was a that Moose, one of those merch Moose? tables, small Moose and merch. Bruce. Table. Yeah, Moose and Bruce. Yeah, then Bruce, and Bruce had a, a long line right at the beginning going. Bruce's right line
0: was absolutely mental. I mean, he had prints of the album covers that he played on in Kiss. I, yeah. I believe someone did tell me, why don't you go over there and get an Asylum cover signed by Bruce? And I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, I'm, again, it was just one of those things. I can't get a cover signed by Bruce on his own. It, it, it's not going to mean anything. I can collect Paul and Gene's after the fact, but I can't have Eric. I can never get Eric's signature myself, he's gone, mm. and I don't want it as a result, unless I've got it myself, so, you know, every time that was suggested, someone came over and showed us a Carnival of Souls album cover print, signed by Bruce, and it looked fantastic, I, I gotta mm-hmm. say, and then next to him was Big John Hart, and then the right. uh, the, the Brothers. Um, kind of uh, their booth, and then that poster seller, and right next to us, uh, you know, was David Donato and Eddie Kurlink, uh manager of White Tiger, and obviously former lead singer. Had a nice chat with David at the beginning. You know, uh, later on he did his Q and A, I believe. Obviously, uh, sitting behind my booth, I didn't really get to listen into any of the events on stage, so I, I didn't hear any of the questions. But I asked him the question that I wanted to know that, you know, the uh white tiger second album demo tape sometimes shows up on ebay any Mm -hmm. chance of getting those up on itunes or released and you know he plopped down one of his uh artwork prints in front of tim and uh i think tim kept that but i I don't remember his answer which is you know very bad for a podcast he Uh, was he was they were uh, i
1: kind of recall that and he's he was like (laughs) like what how are they? How are they out there? <laughs> you know, how is that possible that they're they're leaked? You know, that sort of thing. That was the kind of a, a bewildered kind of thing.
0: Yeah, he he wasn't in the best of shape. I, I think from no. you know the last few years is I believe he's worked on custom motorcycles, but he he had a, a walk a walking stick, and yeah. he, he was not moving very comfortably. And as someone who lives with uh, physical pain. I, I'll tell you, he did not look, you know, very happy and I, I feel for him. No, I not literally I feel for him. And I've got very good painkillers. So you know, th- they were signing copies of the uh the White Tiger album. I, I didn't see a whole lot of business and they cut out early. Um yeah. you know. It, it it was rather sad to see. I mean, I I would love to interview him and you know, maybe try and get him on this podcast in a in a more, you know, conducive environment that I like, give him the attention that um You know, maybe he needs uh, question by question to work through his career because he has some very good stories I mean, he was talking about mark and him uh, And their history that you know in a very short period of time He ends up working with black Sabbath and mark ends up in kiss and neither of those stories have happy endings for either of those gentlemen You know, it's very sad. You know they're, they're working on music together white tiger has an interesting history regardless of what anyone thinks about mark as a guitar player within the framework of kiss he was what grover jackson thought was hot for kiss at the time you know mm-hmm. everyone had these shredders and mark was from that you know kind of ilk sorry mike i'm not talking about you and the brown oak um <laughs> one one another story that comes to mind is you know Bruce, I mean he comes over to our table at the beginning of the expo and grabs one of us and says, "You look young and healthy, obviously not me, it was, Tim. Uh, <laughs> it was Tim you know go and help up, either. go and help set up my stead you know and, and then he comes back later and he tells us fantastic stories i mean um you know, just off the cuff, Bruce. Bruce talking to us and my last interaction with Bruce was in 1999 when Keith Rue helped set up an interview for me which was my first real rock interview in mm-hmm. Bruce's hotel room at the Indie Expo um you know so Bruce is now talking off the cuff to me and you guys you know telling us about what it was like to watch mark st john perform with kiss on stage at those three three part well one full show and two partials in 1984 and i said you know i'm i was living in binghamton at the time and you know he his ears perked up he remembered binghamton mm-hmm. and he's talking about mark spinning around and doing all this shit on stage and bruce yeah. is just it was his body language just sitting there going yeah You're not gonna, you know, Gene and Paul aren't gonna like that, and uh, you know, you know, how did you enjoy Bruce? I gotta.
1: gotta. Oh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was, I was all ears, just kind of taking it in because he's talking about something we didn't even ask him to talk about. He just kind of got on the subject and started talking about Mark St. John and, and watching him from this. Side of stage where he would play the first half, you know, Mark Siegano do the halfing. They told Bruce, "Oh, you're, well, you're going to do the second half of the show." Um, but he remembers, yeah, sitting on the side of the stage and and watching Mark do some crazy stuff and kind of trying to somewhat upstage, trying to <laughs> upstage Gene or 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 you know, and Gene and Paul and and Bruce just knew. Based on you know these guys are already stars in in their own right you know uh, you're you're, and you're trying to upstage them and they're trying you know they they were nice enough to give you this you know this gig uh, and yeah he said he was holding the guitar over his head and spinning around I mean yeah Bruce was just actually showing how he was doing it and saying oh he's just like, like oh this is not going to end end well <laughs> kind of thing and he he was right but it was it was just fantastic
0: to hear to hear, to, the, to, and, to hear the story from the guy who was there
1: he was and, there and saw saw that he was part of it uh so it was just you know hand knowledge of that
0: yeah and to, uh, to also and i'm not going to repeat the details because obviously i don't have it verbatim and i you know don't want to put any words in bruce's mouth that i don't recall you know yeah. he, he was also talking a bit about the business side that kind of leads to you know the replacement um, you know he had been out on tour with the band throughout the European leg of the animalized tour and was very much uh, cognizant of where he sat in the band as a hired gun, so he never out stepped outside of those boundaries, plus he talked about blackjack, I mean holy shit, you know for an impromptu conversation, you know, just kind of passing the time before the doors open it was incredibly, you know, interesting and fun, you know, and for it it to be Bruce as well, you know, and some of the stuff, you know, we just don't, we can't talk about, you know, simple as that. It's it's off the cuff stuff and it's not on the record and it was just so fucking cool. I I was absolutely blown away. So the FAQ booth, I, I was very blessed finally to be able to have Ken Sharp as a guest. And to get him into the expo and have him at the FAQ booth was just something beyond my wildest dreams. We talked about hopefully meeting up while I was in L.A. I've I've known Ken for many, many years. I I can't say I've, I've known him back to the fanzine days because I simply don't. But, you know, we've had a lot of conversations over the years. We've traded a lot of emails. We do similar sort of work. We have similar interests and to finally get the chance to meet him i mean it was immediate hug and it, it was just absolutely fantastic to bring him into the expo have him at my table and have you guys i mean finally tim and ken in the same place mm. because so very similar in so many ways passionate about the history tim does absolutely incredible interviews with people so Ken has set a gold standard in those interviews for so many years going back to gold mine and before all the fa- Again, all the fanzines that I read after the fact So we were very lucky and I think one of the best moments that came out of that for me was when moose ambled on over and all of a sudden you have Ken sharp moose <laughs> Tim and me getting a photo op and That's awesome. You know yeah. when I when I got back from uh la and for people who are actually watching oh, this wow, rather than already... listening i've already gotten myself a little uh you know four by four by five by seven so we'll start at the top here's me and peter obviously cheesy grin you can see the real one up on facebook and then you've got me and tim holding our books uh he's holding odyssey i'm holding gap and then i mean this is one of the coolest ones and it is ken sharp moose tim and me and That's awesome. you know this is gonna hang over my desk And by the way, Ken, at the bottom, you and me. Oh, I made the
1: list. I made it into it. You you made the A list.
0: (laughs) You know, that's going to hang above my desk um, where I had a picture of Ace that I'd gotten from uh, a a chap at a uh, radio show uh, appearance that Hmm. Ace did in the city years ago. Up on on my wall is going to go that. I have a second one of those, which is okay up at the top is the 2003 meet and greet which i had had tim actually uh, get signed right at the end of the expo under it is my 2004 meet and greet there's a blank spot hopefully for this saturday where i'll have an ace shot Mm -hmm. and down at the bottom just uh meet him and ken again so
2: awesome uh,
0: for for the memories that these expos make for me um it it was just so having that booth it was like a magnet in so many ways so you know you you could speak a little bit more to you know what it was like back there.
1: It was nice seeing people come up and and you know, well like you said I I'd never met Ken uh, before um, I just knew him that he wrote you know uh, you know um, nothing to lose right um, and the uh, behind the mask. Uh, Behind the Mask uh, books, and I know he did other stuff too. But uh, yeah, so he was like a name, like oh, he's an official, you know, Kiss guy, <laughs> Kiss writer for Kiss kind of thing. And it was very cool uh, to meet him. And uh, besides the fact that he's you know uh, a musician, it's putting out music too, even you know to the stage. So uh, that was very cool. And then the other people that were coming up um, that either a lot of them that. Came up were people that already bought the book, yep. and they're pulling them out of their bags and saying, "Can you sign this?" One guy even asked, "You know, how much are you charging? <laughs> how much yeah. you charging for it?" And you know, Julian's like, "No, it's nothing. You know, you don't. You know, you bought the book, um, so he, he would sign it. You know, so, so there was a, several of those that had already bought the book, and maybe they bought that book, and then they maybe bought one of the other books that they didn't buy. Um, there was your all your galleys and and different version ones that had notes in it and that sort of thing. That all all that stuff. Went, I got to, I got to do some have...
0: do some advertising. I still got some of these galleys left that the earliest ones for the yeah. next volume of on tour. But you you know I, I remember that chap who uh, so I bought your book. How much for an autograph? I'm like yes. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. you you have already honored us and supported us. You think I'm gonna be right. so you know. <laughs> Arrogant or presumptuous to charge for an autograph. No, I will never, yeah. ever, ever do that. And we were, ble- I mean, I don't like to use the phrase, but we were absolutely blessed to have people pulling these books that they've purchased out of their bags. And I mean, from the perspective of someone who put thousands of hours of effort into these, I mean, Tim transcribed all his interviews himself. I'm a lazy bastard. I pay people to do that for me. Um, yeah. You know, and it's part of the business process. He listened back to every single one of those and transcribed them by hand and edited them down to the form that appears in the book. Tim did all the work and to have a person pull that book out and say, would you please sign that? I, I think it's just an utter honor. So, you know, that was the coolest part of the day. I think Tim caught on to it very early on he was asking people who, you know, were inquiring about Gap or asking about the, oh, the Gene yeah. Ace, Peter Paul book. What is your favorite solo album? And you know, we'd had a couple dozen answers by the point that he changed his question to, "What is your favorite solo album other than Ace Frehley's?"
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it was just you know, one one of these moments. Uh, yeah, everyone said Ace, 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 Ace you know, so then we had to qualify the question. So, you know, it, 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 it it was fantastic from that perspective. And, you know, we're so lucky to have had so many copies of books come back to us that we got to sign. In addition to obviously the ones that we were signing, I'm so glad that we were able to do that. Because we're just not going to be in the same place at the same time, you know, possibly ever again, who knows? I mean, it may have been True. one of those one-off things, and every other copy at another expo will just be by one or, you know, one of us. Mm-hmm. So, what was cool, I, I think, about doing this booth was uh, the laptop in the background. Yes, I know. I never want to hear "I" again. So, for <laughs> for know. any anyone who was not there before the doors had even opened, I think that it had played about fifteen times. The "I" video was played in and there. It, and at points i was stopping it you'd get 45 seconds or if you're lucky and i was signing an autograph uh a minute and a half two minutes and some people didn't know they didn't even realize i remember we had a debate with someone i've seen that before oh no you haven't you know no you haven't (laughs) we think you're probably thinking solid gold or you know studio 54. um yeah and and then at the end, someone came by and said, "I hear you've got the eye video. Can I see mm-hmm. it?" And so we played it. I played it for you know Dan in the bar. I played it for you in the meet and greet. You know, and I think James was looking over. Right. Hopefully, you got yeah. to see some of it. Um, you know, it it was one of those cool opportunities. I teased that I was going to play I, and I did. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you got to see it. I was not about to put it up on the. Yeah, Roman's video screen. Ask him, can I borrow your video screen? For oh, me? yeah, yeah. Th- that would have been, you know, a little bit awkward and illegal. So, you know, it, it was one of those things. I'll, I'll tell you another one of my high points. Roger Bernard. Do you remember the chap who came over with the nine pound books? They're
1: more than nine pound books. He said they were like 30 pound books or something like that, 35 pound. They're. F-
0: Freaking amazing!
1: That's what he said. He has like I think he said he had like three volumes of them. Uh, I know th- he I think brought. He in said two he had nine. <laughs> oh, is it nine? Oh my god! Well, yeah, he brought those over and he was paging through his scrapbook of all these photos and 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 so on stuff from magazines and it was awesome st- the. The most awesome pictures i had never seen before and shot some of them but plus he had the like it was it the whole dip, diplomat one the oh. uh the actual flyer the, the flyer a, a, for rig- that I, the original
0: I, i'm just sitting there I, I, oh my god we've we've traded some message over facebook since and i've shared the picture uh the photo that you took you know plus the one i took i mean there's one of him holding up the book um yeah with the the FAQ banner behind him, I love that one because that that banner. I mean, obviously that was done years ago, so it's not the current logo. But he's holding up this big fucker of a book, and I've got a picture of you, and you're just kind of sitting there going, and I and I, and I know my expression. It was awesome. Yeah, my expression had been exactly the same. He's going through these, and I'm, I'm like, okay, I've seen that picture in print. Holy shit! Here's the rest of them, and you know what it makes me think of is Ross Radley and his magic book, and what yeah, hopefully. You know what's hopefully that book will be I mean Ross holy shit you know if just this small girl and, and was it the Swedes or the Norwegians the Scandinavians to they be were, safe, there? Oh, were there yeah. standing around going oh my god I mean all of a sudden we don't need none of us are speaking much English it's just facial expressions and Roger guiding us through these books and it was You know, for me, that, again, is one of the high points that I've heard of these books. I've seen the video up on YouTube Mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, kind of flipping through them. But again, to see them in person and to have such a passionate fan... Explaining something, you know, he's got his passion, and those are those. My passion is represented by the FAQ and Kiss Monster websites and the books that I published over the years. But to see all these things that fans do was just absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I was just mind blown by all the pictures. And just, yeah, I started thinking about the Ross Light Radley book too. After that, it's like, Oh my gosh! Because I think Ross has may have gotten some. I know they're they're communicating together too. Oh yeah, Ross um, wrote. It, I think it,
0: Ross wrote notes in that book, so you know about where some yeah. of these places were. So, uh,
1: so uh, I just remember the one time, one thing he said that is, uh, because Paul Stanley wanted to buy, the the th- <laughs> book from him or whatever, and and he just threw out a number like twenty thousand or something like that. But yeah. He, he wasn't gonna buy for twenty thousand or whatever it was, but uh, yeah, he didn't, he didn't sell to him. But uh, yeah, he, it, ah, it, it was it was very 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 cool. I'd love to see all those in some other kind of format. And some of them will probably show up in Ross Radley's book, I'm sure.
0: So let's talk a little bit about, about uh, disappointments of the day. I think number one, I even. Derek would say that there weren't enough sellers there. I think all the fans who were there will say there weren't enough sellers there. You know, I, I think if you're attending as a fan, there'll never be enough sellers, especially if you've gone to the bank, saved up, you come to one of these events and you've got money. Right. Um, right. I wasn't buying, so I wasn't so bothered by that other than not bringing any of the things that I would have sold, because it would have been a great conversation or haggling. I mean, I had people haggling with me on the books and... You know, yeah. you know, more power to them. We made some deals. You know, someone says, I'll take this one, this one, and this one. But will you cut me a deal? Well, what the hell? I, you know, I'll happily cut you a deal. You've got four books sitting there. So mm-hmm. my biggest regret is that I didn't get a picture with Mark and Tommy. It, simple, yeah. simple as that. To have those two chaps. I, I've seen Mike, you know, loads of times. So no offense, Mike. To have Mark, I mean, I respect him. Deeply, because I, I know what he does as a collector. Uh, Tommy, I don't know as well uh, his background. He sat down next to me, and we had a fantastic conversation, as did Mark and I. I mean, we, we really had good conversations that I, I really hope we get a chance to do in a bar with a beer for me. Whether or not they drink, I, I don't care. As long as I've got a beer, I'm happy. <laughs> um, I've been practicing my shocker all day long in hopes of getting a picture so that... When they came over I was ready to go ah, you know and, and be ready to go you know so I've been working, looking at my fingers I took a couple of photos of guys you know pointing at books never got a picture with those two guys so I'm gonna throw it out there Mark and Tommy if we're in the same zip code again we got to get a picture and we got to have a drink or a meal you know yeah. simple as that what would be your you know your criticisms of the events if any
1: no, hmm. well, like you said, the the lack of vendors, um, obviously they didn't either get the they get the marketing out there or, you know, the word out enough to uh, vendors who it's got to be more out there. I just didn't know. they didn't hear about it. That have a lot of Kiss stuff that they could sell, uh, whether they're vinyl guys or which I, I was hoping to see a bunch of vinyl there. Um, but there was there was no vinyl. I mean, well, I think the one guy. The hell especially stuff has a few vinyls uh, in that collection and maybe there's a couple other ones but it was it just wasn't there and so i think part of the problem was the a big problem was not enough tables uh with people selling um, um but i guess you know uh, with peter at least they got the you know peter chris has the big name and coming in there is to at least draw a good amount of people i think uh i don't know how many people you thought was there i think you said 400 or something like that i i, I haven't heard a number but it may have been more than that um i I don't, I don't know how many showed up it's hard to tell when half of the huge lines going as outside our our stage it's called stage seven or whatever it was uh outside of that building our building was. Where they're going to meet Peter Chris. And that, that line was going all day. Really, yeah. there was a line all, all day long going uh, to meet him and get signatures um, on that day. Um, and then there was a, most of the day or half the day was a long line of people going to see Bruce and get a signature inside our, our, where we were. So uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit longer performances uh, uh, maybe allow you know fans to question the also question the people who are talking up there like moose and and bruce and whoever else <laughs> bruce and Bruce, and bruce. <laughs> but uh yeah the, the hand hand some of the fans the microphones and you know go around and say hey this guy has a question and you know it was, I, i'd like to see that kind of thing come from that standpoint uh more than a lecture kind of
2: oh
0: without a doubt a mic on a boom would be a great thing so you have a moderator up on stage with a mic asking you know the questions and then you freaking hold the fishing reel out to the audience and you know hey you blondie big breasted you get to ask the question you know something something to that effect you know keep it light keep it easy um You know, I I learn a lot from these events. I kind of look at them always kind of thinking in the back of the mind, would I organize one of these myself? And I I think to a certain extent, I would definitely fucking not do it, Um, especially in California, where, Mm. I mean, come on, Los Angeles. We went into amoeba. Amoeba, pardon me. Amoeba. yeah. And how many KISS records did we find? I know Sebastian had been in town and had gone to the other store and found all the good shit. But, you know, in, in Amoeba, it was pathetic. I mean, I, I thought yeah. San Francisco's Amoeba was terrible in terms of KISS shit. But we've got way better selection that comes in there. Um, there, there were not the vendors. They, they needed at least 10 more vendors. Simple as that. I will say um, I enjoyed Pris and this was
2: good
0: yes I, I i do want to queue up a little bit of video here and here is some priss their first song that they performed in their second set calling dr love shot by ken so thank you ken for filming Um, here's a little bit more, Pris, with uh, Detroit Rock City, and Bruce, here we Alright, it worked. I just wanted to warm up. up. I've been designing all, all day. That's right. You guys ready? Yes! Yeah. Whoa! I love when Andrew. Andrew, (laughs) Gene, rather. Okay, here we go. a taste of that. Mm-hmm. 15 or 22nd taste of the, the bolt
2: of light, man, hit me on my head.
0: So I've <laughs> seen that before. Yeah, I'm fucking sick of that damn video. Uh, all day long. You know. So let's talk a little bit about the guests. You know, Bruce Keerlich, Ken Kelly, Moose, Big John Hart. I did not get a chance to even say hi to Big John Hart. Or you neither actually. He is working on a book, which I think is absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, fascinating. Hopefully it won't conflict with any other books that are coming out. Um, we've mentioned David Donato and Eddie uh, Kornick, manager of White Tiger and lead singer, respectively. Tim Sullivan, he was on site. Uh, I saw him setting up his booth. I, I didn't stay for his Q&A because by that point I wanted to have a beer. And we were done for the day hadn't had any sales in an hour or so. Uh, we did our time. Adam Rifkin, I don't remember if he even showed up on site, so, you know, that's after we left, and, you know, I I don't need to see Detroit Roxy. That's the sort of thing I want to watch at home with a beer when I'm in the mood. Yeah. Um, One of the most touching things was Roman Fernandez. Obviously, he is uh, spearheading a campaign to attempt to get Bill Ackoin into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a manager. Obviously, Bill Ackoin yeah. doesn't need any introduction to Kiss fans in what he did for Kiss, what he did in terms of merchandising the band, which is a model all bands, you know, follow. I went up and said hi to Roman. I got to say he is absolutely brilliant. You know, I, I thanked him for keeping the memory of Bill alive, and the guy had a tear in his eye. It, you know, simple as that. I mean, it is. It is one of those emotional subjects that we're talking about respecting a person for their contributions to the music business. And when you think of the great managers, I think they have mm-hmm. every right to be recognized by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as Tupac or Madonna or Niles Roger getting special awards. These are the guys who did mm-hmm. so much work and ladies, you know, to be non-gender yes. you know, specific. They worked their asses off to get recognition to try new ways to get their bands out to the public and bill is More than worthy for the work that he did with kiss let alone any of the other bands that he worked with So, you know, it was great to see them running a video. Did you go over and see the stand?
1: I did go over there and I I saw it. I saw the people that were uh, they had a couple of laptops there where you could connect and 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 you know uh, sign the petition uh, you know, online, uh, to, you know, uh, to get him, to get bill into the rock and roll hall of fame. Um, and I was standing there watching that. And one of Romans helpers, uh, as a, was a woman, uh, she said, How have you, have you done this yet? And I said, I already did it way ahead. I mean, I did it online, you know, I, I can't remember when it first went up, uh, out there probably a month or who knows how long months ago. Um, I already had uh, Signed so I said I already Signed that she told Roman and says You know I And I met Roman at that point and uh, You know I, I I said you know what I said he deserves to be in there I said he said no Bill Bill coin no kiss Yep it's 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 as simple As that there would, would be No kiss without Bill coin So he definitely Needs to be in
0: there Absolutely and you know bless roman fernandez for spearheading that project and keeping his memory alive you know utter respect to him um again there's a great episode of three sides of the coin where they interview him and talk about a lot of this and you know there's no point me even wanting to get roman on the show because it's been covered so well by them so go and check that out on you know you'll find it on youtube um you know some of the people that we met. I mean, we didn't meet him, but he he blew on by, and that was Richie Scarlet was in the house for, uh, right. you know, a, a brief period of time. Ace was in the neighborhood, and uh, you know when Richie went blowing by, I thought, oh maybe Ace is going to show up, or you know maybe Paul Stanley's mm-hmm. going to come, you know six foot hot foot, you know come say hello and all that. But it, it didn't happen. Richie, Richie was Richie. I mean that that was very cool. Just I don't. Uh, Richie Uh, and he he already already gone he just checked things out and you know kind of left I think a couple of people got a photo with him which was you know just very cool and obviously with his connection with uh, I think Peter's music you know maybe he was hoping to be able to grab Peter but you know Peter was kept off in the, the separate room to do things at his speed with a you know a limited number of people able to access him at one time was you yeah. know utterly the right way to do things no you know we're not going to talk prima donna or anything it's uh, the right thing to do to someone is to give yeah. them the space that they need um who else did we meet harley quinn from the board you know, uh, that was absolutely wonderful. She, she'd uh, come on by, and I think we saw her with Ken Kelly right before she came over to us and said, Hi, I'm, you know, hardly coming from the board. You know, nice to meet you. And it was absolutely wonderful to to meet people like that. Uh, What's funny about
1: her is that I had just talked about, I was reading i said uh, i saw i said Harley. oh i said harley quinn's coming <laughs> i look at the board you know in the, in the thread and i said uh is it harley quinn's coming and then next thing you know she walks up <laughs> it's, like, oh, harley I said, what? it's like oh wow that's that was cool so yeah it's nice to see and new people you, that you, were on the board
0: i think you've got a fair bit of recognition as well people who have uh watched our show i mean that was kind of nice i mean the number of people who said you know good job on the show keep doing what you're doing we like what you're doing um you know, it, it it was great feedback. It it wasn't an echo yeah. chamber by any means. You know, there are some people who said you need to do this, you need to do that. But over overall, you know, even those who had suggestions, you know, were very positive about what all the podcasts do. They say, you know, I also listen to Kiss Room. I listen to podcast. I like this. All the ones. Yeah. I like three sides. You know, they go through. You know pot of thunder you know i yeah. think we heard every single podcast that was related to kiss mentioned and how much these you know con- consumers essentially
1: i and, listened to them too I listened yeah. to the other
0: ones so, same here yeah. i mean i had the latest episode of kiss my wax queued up on my phone for the drive down and the yeah. latest three sides we never got to it so yeah. you know regardless <laughs> of what we do we're listening to the other ones Um, I think one of the coolest kind of cross art events that um, I had was meeting Dwayne. And if you go on Facebook and go to Prince, the complete studio sessions book, Dwayne is the author. And there's going to be news and stuff about what's going on with that book. As someone who's interested in popular culture and music, whether it's Ken Sharp and Power Pop or you know Metallica books or Def Leppard books or whatever if it's to do with the music that has affected me during my life it is always wonderful to meet other people who are working in a similar fashion documenting the history of artists who have left an indelible mark on me and Dwayne's book on prints is, or books, is absolutely stunning and fascinating and to have actually sold someone else a book who is working on a book it's just one of those blow my mind moments in life because i'll be in line to get the prince book simple as that whether it's like i said it doesn't matter who it is beatles crosby Sills, nash Neil yeah. young i don't fucking care i love music i'll read anything nwa i'll read it i'm interested mm-hmm. so you know to have these sorts of folk going by the stand was very cool um I think before we move to th- day three, any final thoughts on the actual expo?
1: Well, I, I mean, I had a great time. Whether it was just hanging out at the booth uh, and, and, and be, you know meeting or seeing the people uh, come up and you know purchase the book uh, and getting real enjoyment out of it, people, other people giving you compliments on the book that, that they read already, um, saying how much they loved the books. Uh, and that sort of thing. So it was great. And it was great to, yeah, talk, meet some of the other guys. Like, you know, uh, you know, we talked about James, Greg, who we were hoping to get on here, I think, yep. uh, was another person, uh, Keith, very nice guy. Keith.
0: Yeah. I think Keith Holmes. Yep. you know, yep. you know, a lot of people who came up names was just, it was like shake a hand, but also know that, and, that, that, these yeah. folks are online. And now that you've met them, the connection means yeah. more.
1: And we didn't talk either about, I mean, before you get to think about the, the, the night of day two night where we, we were able to hang out with, uh, with, uh, you know, Ken Sharp and, uh, and, uh, Tim were together and yourself and me and, and, and then, and Dan and Danny, one of, uh, uh, Ken's friends. And it was kind of fun, uh, you know, talking over dinner and. And Ken Sharp was was kept coming up with all these these questions, you know, like who's your, what's your favorite, you know, Kiss album, what's your least favorite, and or or what was your first Kiss show you went to, and and or and your favorite Kiss show, you know, what's your first, what's your favorite, you know, and I added well what's what's your least favorite Kiss show, I added that in there, so it was fun I'd get everyone's pers- you know perspective on. on uh, on the band and and we all had different kind of lists and and even as far as the the favorite solo albums or i think we were doing the solo albums too right um we put those in order and uh every i think no two of not two of us had the exact same order we're close but uh, everyone had a little different idea of what one was best or worst
0: yeah, we did the rankings of the solo albums, and I mean, <laughs> th- this was kind of Quiz Night with Ken Sharp. I mean, it was fantastic. I mean, I was on my second El Segundo by then, um, and I hadn't, yes. eat, I'd, I'd, essentially not eaten all day, or I hadn't even had breakfast for God's sake. And I'm, and I'm a pretty fat guy, um, so by <laughs> by that time we got a table. That, it was sows, which uh, I gotta say is some of the the best barbecue I've ever had. And I didn't, as an Englishman, I didn't have to eat it with my hands. They had knives and forks. It was very civilized. It was wonderful, actually, Um, you know, and smoked chicken links. And the the food was excellent. The company was even better. Absolutely. I mean, to have Tim, yourself, uh, Ken Sharp, and Danny, I mean, Danny, and I had a great side conversation, which Mm, is just not suitable for a podcast of this sort. But, um, you know, Danny, I gotta say that was that was a hell of a conversation but ken's quiz questions i mean rank your solo albums We're, this is our next episode basically your first your favorite and you're fucked. you know we'll, we'll throw in your least favorite one you know the three f's and it's not a it's it's not the foo fighter song of that uh that title you know <laughs> it, it it really gave us a, a different kind of look at where each of us come from as fans um Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. tim has a different entry point to the band and favorites than i do mine is obviously you know well documented as being asylum even if my first interaction with them is in 79 with deuce which remains my favorites favorite song yours is a different point of view ken's was you know fascinating and and it kind of came back to what we've been asking all day long about people's favorites this and that um but to actually sit down with ken have a meal and have a chat, have some, you know, for me, some beer. Um, you know, yeah. th- that that was so cool. And then obviously we ha- we headed back to the historic. I think we had a beer okay. and, yeah. and that was it. Prepare for the tr- the drive back up north. So there, there was no craziness. You know, we'd we'd invited Moose. He wanted to get back to his family, um, you know, and invited some other folk out to, to come and have this as well. But, you know, I think these are things that can be done anywhere with any group of you know kiss fan and for kiss fans to get away from thinking about themselves on different levels that I we're not Masons is something that I said throughout the the weekend we're not the freaking Masons you're not gonna raise to a 30th level being a kiss fan you are a kiss fan Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what era you are particularly You know interested in you you can have you can be an originals only person you can be a tommy fair person it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. you're a kiss person it transcends everything else and you should be able to sit down with an alcoholic drink or not whatever and have these conversations that we were you know so fortunate to have Mm -hmm. over the weekend that uh again they're going to stick with me for a very very long time until senility takes over
1: yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's it's like it's like uh you know, people different people get into, you know, another like Batman. Like me, I uh, I got in in 1966. There's people who probably got into 89 with that movie or or whatever or certain comics that from the 80s or 90s and or the Dark Knight movie or whatever. I mean, it's all you still you you, you got in at some point then you once you discover that then you go back and then you look at the history like the history of kiss the history of the band and and what transpired i mean it's when i got in at 77 sure that's what i did i started going backwards and it's like okay all right uh i had live two and then i went backwards i was getting a love gun and rock and roll over and i was going i was getting going back and slowly building up and then learning there History and their different songs and their styles that they were playing uh, when they were started. So yeah, and then just then you just move forward. After that, you're just going to the future and yep. and what comes comes. And uh, so yeah, it's all all the fans. It's easy to talk to all the fans. They have all we you know we have the same thing in common. Uh, it's, it's that little link. It's you know it is the Kiss Army. And we're linked, even though we disagree on a lot of things, we agree on a lot of more stuff than we disagree on, I think.
0: Yeah, so that's my big takeaway from the weekend. On day three of the expo, of course, we were driving back north. Um, Mm -hmm. We we did not stick around for the Peter Chris guided tour. Now, we'd hoped to have a couple of guests on tonight who actually went on that. But unfortunately, as happens to some of us on this show, life takes over. So... They weren't able to appear, so there is a very good post on the FAQ message board where someone has taken the time to write up their experience on the guided tour with Peter Chris. What I will say is, and I and I'm going to you know, basically go through that post and just give you a quick summary of it. Is you know at the beginning, Peter Chris gets on the bus singing "Magical Mystery Tour" by the Beatles. You know, <laughs> you know, singing <laughs> a little um round up round off the magical mystery tour gonna take you away and you know peter and beat and Gigi and derek join the bus they head off they hit the aquarius theater which is of course where kiss filmed their first ever national tv broadcast and they go on to sunset sound where he recorded some of his solo album followed by an unplanned or surreptitiously planned stop at the guitar center rock walk where um there's some very mm. good photos again of that um you know by the hollywood stars um you know people posing they move on to the former site of the casablanca records and peter talked a little bit about neil bogart and of course what he meant to the band then they go to the riot house which was um I think Peter calls it boot camp on how to wreck a hotel room. So, <laughs> yeah, hello, yes. one of the best pictures I saw was the whole group of them in front of Tower Records, which of course you can find. Is it in Lydia's book? I think um, Paul and Peter. <laughs> I, I I don't even want to click, but you know, there's a classic picture of of uh, Paul and Peter under the Tower Records sign, which of course back in the days where you could actually walk into a fucking store and buy yeah. records. It was a classic back, store
1: back to that's the prior thing where you said the right house uh in that uh review of what peter what peter talked about i guess the story about when he and ace saw david bowie uh at there and then they saw him <laughs> after they saw him they they went back to their room <laughs> Ace and peter had and shaved their eyebrows off because that's what bowie was doing at the time they did the same thing so it's kind of funny that they they would have done that um.
0: yeah I, I think the best part of that is uh you know they went and showed gene and paul and they thought they yeah. were crazy but they knew yeah. that they were totally into what they were doing that they right. would do anything to make it exactly so, yeah you know, what a great st- i mean just imagine you're sitting on a bus people are, were somewhat poo-pooing the idea of peter chris doing a tour of la i mean what the fuck's a new yorker gonna do in la well you mm. know peter chris has history you know yeah. right now we're just do i think stop six and tower records there's a, a classic picture i think everyone can summon that up in their mind what it oh, yeah. the the picture that we're talking about you yeah. know and, and so, you know, Casablanca Records, after they moved out there, you know, Stop 7, the Rainbow Bar and Grill, mm-hmm. I mean, Buy the Whiskey, by the Roxy, I mean, the places Kiss never played, I mean, as a, as a club actor, as a young act, but the ones that you just can't go through Los Angeles, Hollywood, without kind of going to, Yeah, and, and what does he say, I mean, uh, he remembers walking up the stairs and seeing Mick Jagger, Rod Stewart and Keith Richards all up and there. Elton John. And yeah. yeah, Elton John, I mean, come on. You know, for for Peter Chris, Elton John and you know, the Stones. Um, Century Plaza Hotel, which was the showcase, Alice Cooper. All they needed oh, yes. is a yeah, gimmick.
1: Alice Cooper was there. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> Im- Im- imagine Peter just walking you through that. Very cool, and obviously all dressed up as the cast of Casablanca, A M Studios, where oh yeah, the four members of KISS, I didn't play this for you actually in the car, recorded for the last time, the DRC-98 recording.
1: Oh, you got that? Uh,
0: yeah, the, there's an abomination cross-channel mix that's out there that is mm-hmm. not the full one that was recorded for the movie. They had originally talked about including it on the soundtrack, but you know what? The quality really is not there. The one that they do is more made in terms of timing, so it's got the black time, uh, the black diamond outro to it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Better suited for the movie, so you do hear it somewhat sure. in the movie underneath all the shit that's piled on top. But uh, yeah, the the real recording it does exist um uh, the, there's a lot to read about a m studios stop nine so go over to the FAQ message board and do uh do yeah. check it out then kisses hollywood store st- uh, pardon me kisses hollywood star, star. On the Hollywood right. Walk of Fame and they get to get out and check it out and uh Tim Sullivan's with them for that and telling them about how he got the star for kiss by getting new line to pay for it during the filming so for anyone who was online back in those days and remembers the events that surround that whole Detroit Rock City movie and all the stuff that was done. You know, Tim paints a picture of that. They, they clean the star while they're there. I mean, you, you know, you can't but smile. Stop 11, uh, Grumman's Chinese Theater, or is it Grumman's? I don't know how to say it, but... Uh, Fuck. I mean, I, I mean yeah, yeah. you know, it, it really is a story, uh, again, that people took the time to write this on the message board. So as much as I try not to pimp the site on the show because we're just talking topics, do go over to the FAQ message board. You don't have to be a member to read it. It's in general discussion. Um, go and find it. We'll never know who you are. You can go there and keep your credibility. So, I mean, after you read that, Ken, do you regret any regrets that we, uh, we didn't do an I, extra day I, I, and go go and do the tour I, I, and, and go to Asa's yeah. show that night? I, I mean, do,
1: I, I do regret it a little bit. Um, <laughs> I know it's funny. I, so I I didn't know how good it was going to be. You know, it might have been okay, but uh, it sounds like it was a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, and 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 Peter was, you know getting into it and talking about all these different places and i guess even right at the end of this write-up from it's harley right um wrote that that when they got there he was they were singing beth he was leading them singing the 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 bus a load of you know fans were he was singing beth and they were singing beth together you know Uh, so that that's just that's just very cool so yeah i kind of regret regret not going to that but uh you know i'm glad someone some people got to experience it and had a great time and 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 gave us this write-up which you know tells us at least what what went on there and and hopefully there's going to be pictures of that more pictures of that i mean i had purchased ahead of time a package that you can get us going to this uh expo is a package that you can get because there's a photographer on site for all the days i think and i'm hoping for that for the uh, also for the um, i'm sure it was but for the third day um but I, I can't wait to get those pictures i think they'll be coming to me maybe next week online i'll be able to get access to those
0: yeah they they probably have to vet those through peter and say you know which are the ones that you want to represent your event you know that we've um, you know sold as packages to the fans at least i right. I, I hope they do you know i assume they... my my regret is just thinking to what it would be like to be sitting on a bus heading back to rally studios at the end of this tour singing beth with peter chris i mean <laughs> come on it's a smile when's the Imagine last that. time he performed in public um you know, yeah. more power to Derek for getting, number one, getting Peter to do these things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it, it really bes- bespeaks the effort that went into planning what is a three-day event, which is absolutely amazing. And for for all intents and purposes, is a success. Yes, we've mentioned some of the criticisms about the number of vendors. But you know what? There were people lining up for four or five hours to meet peter chris and get photos with him or get items signed there was one person we heard who brought 80 items at 50 bucks a pop do the math you know it's just wild it, it 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 doesn't matter i mean i will say that the people at the meet and greet on the friday got the best signatures because obviously we had waited until the very end and tim brought a uh, I, I think a, a cover of the first Kiss album to get signed by Peter. And, you know, I, I came back in from a bathroom break. And I'm like, hey, yo, Tim, you know, the line's down. I mean, there's only like three people in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not all the way up the ramp and around now. You know, I, I, go and do it. Go get those, those, um, that mm-hmm. autograph while you've got a chance. Oh, and by the way, here's a couple of things in a hundred bucks Can you go and get those signed for me as well while I man the bo- <laughs> continue to man the booth. And you know, thank he, goodness he, he said, yeah. And you know, went up and he got his item signed and my, my photo from the 2003, um, meet and greet signed and the out of control CD, which I, I put up on eBay for Matt's auction. Um, but those autographs are nowhere near as good as the ones from the the first night. I mean, Peter had signed a lot of shit. Simple as that. I mean, someone drove in from Pennsylvania apparently with the top half of a Bally pinball machine. I mean,
1: oh yeah, I saw that.
0: Kiss fans, I love you. I mean, that we do this crazy shit. It's absolutely fantastic. So, you know, that is essentially our recap of the expo. Go and check out that thread um harley's thread i did it um about her recollections about the her experience at the expo the the tour um recap is in the main la expo thread and i'm just looking forward to the next opportunity i get to go and do this whether i'm yeah. attending or selling it, it you know either one does not matter and now, for me, I've got Ace Frehley to look forward to. You know, that blank yeah. spot in my photo frame, hopefully on Saturday night in Jackson, California, I'm going to see him. I did debate. I went back today and looked at the, the website, and there was an option for a signed guitar, and I looked over at my Tommy Thayer Epiphone and wondered for 500 bucks, would it be worth it to get Ace to sign a Tommy guitar? And... Uh, oh, I'm not gonna do it. I'm I'm, I'm absolutely joking. <laughs> I, I've I've actually erased an Ace Frehley signature off something before, and I don't want to oh, sign. Really? Yeah, I had a copy of Unmasked, and it was such a messy signature that I was like, "You can't fucking tell it's Ace." And yeah, uh, <laughs> well, well, could have put it up on eBay. It looks better than some of that, uh, you know, signed shit nowadays. <laughs> so, I, I guess that's the end of our show. You know, that's our recap. It's a lot of happy memories for me. Um, great time you know thank you for being there and helping and you know thank you for the company driving up and down it made the drive for both directions a hell of a lot more pleasant than it usually is and uh again to derek a massive shout out to you for what you organized i hope it was a success and you might think about another one at some point to peter chris absolutely utter respect for The reports I had out of people who were getting stuff signed at the end, at the beginning, were all the same, that you were absolutely awesome, that you gave everyone a hug, Um, who wanted a hug, you interacted with everyone. Um, I heard nothing but good things about you and Gigi. Your crew was fantastic in getting everyone taken care of. They all felt, from what I heard, that they had adequate time with you. But... um, most importantly they all enjoyed being with you so peter chris you rock anyone who gets a chance to go and see him do because uh, like he was talking about a lot of people have been disappearing
2: hmm.
0: lead singer of asia just this week so i yeah, know i saw that yeah if you get a chance to pay your respects to do, to someone do it while they're they're listening <laughs> simple as <laughs> that they're live yeah. yep So we do thank you for joining us tonight. Do chime in on this topic. If you attended the expo, you know, I'd love to get your recollections. You know, if we've misremembered anything, challenges, you know, come in and uh, let us know. So, and if I met you at the table, thank you very much. So thank you for listening. We will see you on the board or wherever you listen to the show. Bye for now. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds.